When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Good Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Appreciate you joining us. If you're on the War Chant TV feed watching the show as we get things started on a Monday of Clemson Week should be fun. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe. Share with your buddies. Make sure everybody knows where to find the program. That's a good thing. Also, Want to find me on Twitter? You can at Jay Cameron Show. Appreciate you those that uh, follow and kind of get get the word out there every week. Now, that was what we thought it would be. Tom is along. I am here. Director Matthew as well. And I've been waiting for this. Let's go. Let's get to it. Right? Does Florida State go on the road this weekend? Keep this thing rolling and maybe surprise us all with a win against Clemson or or. Are we in a situation where uh, Florida State, uh, you know, basically is overachieving up to this point? Uh, a, a team that um, got a win against the North Carolina team in which they were serious underdogs, uh, but, uh, you know, have played two other opponents in the Syracuse win, and now, in this case, especially UMass, that, you know, frankly, should win those games. This is a different animal. Let's see. Let's find out. I, I, for one, think that this game will be close into the second half, and it's got less to do with the offensive success from Florida State and more to do with the failures of a Clemson team on offense right now that looks to be in complete disarray and continues to get banged up. They had another offensive line injury. Uh, that seems to be a deteriorating situation. Obviously, the quarterback is not playing with any confidence whatsoever, got benched in the loss to Pitt got back out there, but it is interesting uh, to see this team struggle the, the way that they are. It, 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 it reeks of something more beyond just some personnel issues. So I think it is set up as we start this week and ask the bigger question, not about what we saw Saturday, which was what we should have done to a team that is simply dreadful. And we had this discussion, simply a dreadful UMass team, but more about what can you do against this Clemson defensive line? Because Florida State has won one way, and it is a very simplistic offense that we're running currently. It's an identity. They've leaned into it. They answered our question on the pregame show, Tom. I mean, when your starting quarterback is 5 of 10 passing in a game in which you score 59 points, clearly they've leaned into what they are as a run first, run second, run third, run, run, run team. That's great. That's good. It gives you something that uh, you can fall back on. People want discipline. People want parameters. They want to know what their responsibilities are. When you're running this system, everybody has a pretty good idea of what they're supposed to do, what they're supposed to be, and who they're supposed to be there for. But I do think this week against Clemson, they're going to have to do more in the passing game to have a chance to sustain drives. It's not that they can't be in the game again, see Clemson's offense struggling, see Florida State's front four playing really, really well. It's just that if they're going to win the game, if they're going to score enough points to end or sustain drives to flip field, they're going to have to find a way 
to throw the football a little bit more. I would be shocked as we sit here today. I tell you, I would be shocked if Florida State lines up and is able to run the ball say, 80% of the time and still finds a way to win this football game. I think you're going to have to do more in the passing game. Yeah, you probably will, but it's nice to have the butterflies in a Clemson Monday. We haven't had those oh, in exciting. some time now. It's exciting. Oh, there's no getting around, Tom. I, yeah, I do not mean to overlook the fact that this is a miraculous, somewhat turn of events. Not just us. What's happened with Clemson is added to yeah, this, obviously. Right, right. I mean, Florida State's won three games against bad teams. Okay, North Carolina's an average team. Syracuse is an average to below average team. And UMass is awful. So winning those three games, good, good. Step up after starting 0-4. Definitely shows growth. The way they've won, the way they've played together, uh, the intensity, the focus, lack of dumb penalties, all that stuff is good news for Florida State. They are growing. There's no getting around that. But the big part of this story isn't just that growth. It's also this 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 unmitigated collapse up to this point from Clemson compared to the team that went to six straight college football playoffs. So it is it's something to behold. I, I can you survive the first quarter of this game? I, I would think yes, but if you can survive the first quarter of this game, I just believe I guess what I'm getting at here, the longer this game game goes on and remains close and is tied or within a possession you know if it's 10 to 7 in the third quarter doesn't matter who's winning lose whatever 10 to 7 the more that the overwhelming pressure shifts to a clemson team yeah that is supposed to win this game according to vegas two scores minimum right so this is supposed to be an easy win for clemson the pressure is mounting on those guys they're hearing uh, time and again from their fan base and from the reporters covering this team, what are you guys doing? What has happened? Why? What's with the fall? What? Why can we not move the ball at all? So I think the pressure shifts to them if they get into the second half and they're still not scoring points here. Oh, yeah, that's where a home field advantage turns into a home field disadvantage because there's a different feeling there's in the air when you're failing your home fans. And there's a weight that comes with that. There's pressure. Yeah. There might be some boo birds if the offense starts out slowly and they're saying put the other guy in at quarterback. That's one thing that I love seeing that DJ went back in the game. Now, he led a scoring drive, and, and Dabo's talking this week so far about how he loved DJ's response to being pulled and benched. <laughs> but I love that they're not settling with whatever quarterback is going to be their guy. That is, that is now an open question for fans to pontificate about. I want the them media to start types. DJ. Start DJ. He's struggling. I don't want him to give. Some other guy who's maybe not dealing with the baggage right now. I don't want somebody else to come in there with a fresh start. But that they're caught in between is a good thing because now fans have a reason to have even more unrest. If there are three three and outs or three empty possessions in a row to start the game for Clemson, you can you could feel that in the air too. That's where this gets really interesting. And and while I agree with you, I don't think and I don't expect down to down that we're going to be able to run the football against Clemson. We do a really good job even when defenses are better than our skill set blocking it up of at least scheming some explosive plays in the run game. I mean, if you look at the way we blocked it up against Notre Dame early in the year, it wasn't like we won down for down. No, not at all. But we were able to hit some home runs. And how many home runs is it going to take to keep you in the game throughout right, with Clemson? Right, right. Two? Maybe? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's a, it's a big game to, to kind of gauge just exactly how far we've come and exactly how far they've fallen. Now, Steve beat me to the punch here. I was going to do it before we went to break, but... He, uh, he noted and contributed to the cause, so we should at least illuminate that there and say thank you to Steve for his contributions and happy birthday, 
my dear friend. Hey, thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's I, uh, uh, middle age time, I guess. Thirty five is right when that is uh, yeah, in play, right? Like that. Yeah, these days we live uh, longer than we ever did before. So thirty five still on the youngest side, but uh, uh, you know, I, I I do think that um, you're starting to see. Uh, middle age and feel oh, yeah. a little middle age. Like I, I said, say. I'm getting like the gray wings, the gray hairs on the wings <laughs> of my temples. It's happening. Well, thank you to Steve, though, as well. Steve has always been unbelievably generous. He and his dad usually come down for a game a year. Uh, not this year, but he'll be back next season. We love seeing those guys. They're big White Sox fans yeah, yeah. from Chicago. But, uh, yeah, thank you to everybody for the well wishes, too. saw some people... Um, the membership group as well. Just, I really appreciate it, and uh, it's been a hell of a year, man. Look at us now. We're on a different frequency. Yeah, We're on Warchant.com. Yeah, man. Yeah. Different digs. Been a good yeah. year. Yeah. So, uh, really quickly, and we'll do more birthday stuff, sprinkle it in intermittently throughout, but it's Clemson week, Tom. you gotta, you got to forgive us. Oh, you're damn right. No, let's yeah. go. Yeah. I'm excited. We get to break this game down. For the last few years, it's been, oh, no, it's Clemson week. This year, it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's Clemson the, week. It's the number one thing to you're point out You're damn right it's Clemson game. week. Yeah, I mean, you're right. The last few years, and even at the start of this year, we thought, oh, man, what are we doing here? This is, uh, you know, this is going to be ugly. Name your score. I thought at the end of last year, oh, my God, wait, wait, wait till we play them next year up at Clemson. Can I also put a footnote in here? Because I was the bellyacre supreme for where the bye week was. Okay, now that this game is gettable against Clemson, you had a bye week in UMass while they play Syracuse and Pitt. And they went 1-1 one one in that stretch. Probably could have gone 0-2 in that stretch. Wouldn't have been crazy to think. The bye week actually helps us a lot. Helps immensely in the situation. We're Perfect gonna... spot for a bye week, Tom. Yep. you got to get over your bitching, buddy. That That's turned right. out to be a great thing, huh? It's a good bye week. It was a glorious bye week. Yay, bye week. Yeah, and it was fun while it happened, too, by the way. We, we kept uh, cracking up laughing uh, because everything else was happening well, too, at that time. Miami and Florida lost. Now, Miami bounces back with a big win. That's for a different discussion uh, because that surprised me. They, they played well enough, and NC State decided to drop every single ball no. thrown to a receiver. Holy moly. 88, my man. You slappies. Catch the ball. Damn, man. That got really frustrating. Every moment in which a catch could have sealed the deal, they came up so small. Now, we responded to the challenge both on offense and defense, but you must have been furious in the first half on Saturday when Pokey drops an easy touchdown uh, from 15 yards out and then Brownlee drops an interception that you won't have an easier one, not even the pick six no. that he did get. It was way easier the first go-around. But uh, there was a lot of dropsies going on this weekend in both pro and college football. Yeah, well, I don't expect much of our receivers, so it kind of happens. But, um, you know, I, I, it's it's frustrating. I do know, too, we also missed a touchdown throw, which I've talked about before, too. It's like, man, that's you got to hit that, the McLean one. Mm-hmm. you got you got to yeah. hit that, my man. I just worry that's going to happen in this game. And if you're going to win a game like this where your personnel is not as good as their personnel and you're on the road – you're going to have to hit that play. If if an OC schemes up a play that wide open, you've got to hit it. Let's hope we get the good version of Jordan the Thrower this weekend uh, against Clemson because those plays are there. They've been there pretty consistently over the last four weeks. Now, there may not be a lot of them, 
and it may be much more difficult to come by this week, but I do think you'll have a couple of opportunities, and you're going to have to make those plays. And so, knock on wood, you can't know. can't know until you get there. I hope the moment's not too big for this team. I know they're brimming with confidence. I know they love to play with one another. I know that they are passionate about the game. This is, make, this is what makes it fun for us to watch. There's no getting around that. Uh, the wins also help. But the fact that they're winning games, playing passionately, focused, locked in, good, sound football, they give themselves the best chance between the ears the best chance to go into Clemson this week and yep. make this a game. And all I say early is make it a game. Make it a game. Just be in the game at halftime. Be in the game as we as this bleeds over into the third quarter because I can't help but sense, listen, we've been on the other end of this. We've been a juggernaut that was on its way down. And everybody's looking for cracks in the armor when you're a juggernaut. Everybody can't wait for you to fit. There's only one place to go but down, right? Yep. So when you've won 29 straight – and the world hates you, talking about us, 2013-2014, any blemish, any moment in which you show a sign of weakness, everybody pounces because they're damn sick and tired of watching you dominate a sport. We all do it with Alabama. When Alabama narrowly beat Florida, we went, oh, 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 they, might they have some issues there at Bama? Because we're dreaming for them to have some issues. We're tired of watching this uh, you know, machine just steamroll everybody. And then it turned around and lost to Texas A&M. And they do have problems. All right. And everybody celebrated. Clemson's revealed themselves to have some issues pretty early on. But you're like, well, it's Georgia. Yeah. Georgia's defense is the best in the country, and that's not that big a deal. But then Georgia Tech, and then you know Boston College, and, then, and we're watching the games. We're like, oh, no. That's real. They have real problems. They they suck on the interior. Yeah, of their they've had problems with Syracuse and Boston College and Georgia Tech. Right, like, significant problems. Yes. Games in doubt yes. kind of problems. And then they just now get beat by Pitt. And there yeah. you go. And we're like, okay, good. These problems are very real. Add to them. Add to the woes. Add to the wringing of the hands. Add to the frustration. Add to the anger. Get those fans turning on their own. I love it. Let's go. Whole lot of pissed off Clemson fans. People coming to the surface who secretly have always thought their head coach was a clown, a doofus who they couldn't wait to run out of there, but he kept winning. What are they going to do? So, a doofus has won a lot, and a doofus who I'm sure they probably came around on and loved after all those wins, but a doofus in the back of their minds nonetheless. And now they want a reason. Give them a reason. Get to that fourth quarter. Let them reel. Yeah. I mean, look at the way we're playing the last few weeks. Look at the way Clemson has played pretty much all season long. And say to yourself, if the ball game is tied and it comes down to a mistake, who's more likely to make the mistake, us or Clemson? I think they're more likely to make the mistake. They might be more likely to make the play as well. They are much more likely to make the play. But they're more likely to make the mistake. We are not penalized that often of recent. I like that about what we're doing. No, it's been weeks since we've been penalized a lot. People just got to get done with that. Yep. This this team. The ball is not in danger a whole lot, right? We don't well, put it we, on the ground we, a ton. We also don't throw it around a lot. So, yeah. I think we're going to wave for fair catches on kickoff returns to mitigate that problem. If we can't block up UMass in a return game and we can't, you know, can't cover very well in the kickoff game against a team like UMass as well, might try to kick that out of the end zone every time. Might uh, put your hand up in the air, first and 10 from the 25. I think those are good strategies against a team like Clemson. But other than that, other than special team stuff, which really irked me on Saturday, we play cleaner football than they play at this present moment. Yeah, listen, there's a reason Clemson is favored to win this game. I would also favor Clemson to win this game. Agree. I think it's an uphill battle. I think Clemson's better than Florida State, and Clemson's just not 
anywhere close to the version of themselves that they're used to seeing. I do think, in addition, uh, a loss to NC State, a loss to Pitt, as they've had, and a loss to Georgia are all games that, you know, Florida State probably loses as well. I mean, we would lose to Pitt on the road. Uh, I wouldn't like us in that. In fact, I really don't like us in that matchup because a quarterback can exploit this yeah, secondary. Yeah, he sure can. He would. And he had to make some tight window throws in order to throws. assert them. Yeah, Right, yeah. So, that and NC State, although they <laughs> lost, obviously, to Miami, I still think NC State rightfully will be favored when they come to Tallahassee. So, you know, I, I get it. I can put it in perspective. You know what's crazy, though? And, and this is where you're talking about sowing the seeds of dysfunction and talking about oh, those things yeah, and bringing them up. Yeah. When you go on the poison, yes. When you go on the air in Clemson later this week, bring those things up to remind those fans so that energy is in the building. But you're going to bench DJ on Saturday. You're going to do it after they call a blitz perfectly against a shovel pass. Like that's the play. It's not going to be that he chucks it into triple coverage when there's somebody wide open in the flat. It's going to be on a fluke. I thought that was a really interesting moment to say no moss for DJ. That's crazy to me. They're reeling a little bit, man. They are. They're angry. They're frustrated. They've been stymied. They can't block it up. Help is not on the way on that offensive line. They've got issues. They're very real issues. They've alluded to it and admitted it. You've just got to continue to sow the seeds of doubt. Now, I think if they get out on top early, it's harder for Florida State to come back than it would be, say, Pitt. Clemson did score first in that game, got up 7-0, I thought, this could be interesting. They could be turning the corner. They might end up making a statement here. But, you know, obviously Pitt never panicked. At the end of the day, with Pickett, you're talking about a kid who threw for over 300 yards, had two touchdowns and zero interceptions against that defense, which is still really good by every measure. So my point would be Pitt had no real reason to panic when they got down because they knew they had the best quarterback in the conference, the best quarterback on the field that day, and maybe one of the best five quarterbacks in the country, period. Florida State gets down a couple of scores – they're not going to throw for 300 yards, two touchdowns, and zero interceptions. They're not going to be able to sit back in the drop-back pass game the way Pitt did and block it up and give their star quarterback time to pick apart a Clemson defense that is more than good enough to shut down our receivers. It's not going to happen. So you can't play from behind in this game, not two scores. Uh, maybe you get down 7 nothing. maybe you get down 3 nothing. maybe you get down 10-7, something like that. Yes, you got to stay within reach. You're not going to pick them apart in the passing game. You have to be able to run the ball. Just play field position until you break one of those big plays that you're talking about that we've been able to scheme up and then hope like hell your defense can control the line of scrimmage. I think they can, but the recipe for success here is possess the football, flip fields, and try to make Clemson have to drive at 70, 80 yards, keep the ball in front of you, make them earn it. They haven't shown the ability to earn it consistently for a lot of drives this year. Yeah, the thing that gives me the most hope about Saturday and the ability to run the ball is that Sean Tucker is all of Syracuse offense. And we know that going into a game. And Clemson would know that, and so would um, Brent Venables, as he schemes specific to every opponent he faces. That's been the hallmark of what they do for years. I remember the first time hearing that on one of the anonymous Athlon you know, mm -hmm. coaching answers, and they're like, they're completely different week to week. So they know that Garrett Schrader can't hit the broadside of a barn. Correct. And they know that Sean Tucker's the guy to key on. And, and the dude still him. runs for a buck seventy. He's at like 90 yards through a quarter and a half. Yeah, Clemson's so, top rusher. I mean, uh, Pitt's top rusher had sixty-six yards this week, though. Uh, I mean, because they could throw it. it. Correct. It's it's different offenses and different focal points. But you know, going into the game, that all right, just make sure that Garrett Schrader doesn't get ahead of steam, and you're fine there. We're stopping Sean Tucker, and they couldn't. That's where I I derive hope is that yes, we don't. I, I don't know that our guys are as dynamic as Sean Tucker is in certain situations, but I do know that our offense has found ways to get Corbin and Ward in isolation. And they do so consistently no matter 
if we're completely outgunned or if it's closer to a neutral push in the trenches. The thing that I'm worried about, though, outside of the fact that Clemson can be a bit of a ticking time bomb in a bad way for us because they just do have the athletes to make game-breaking plays at any moment, is that the word on Dylan Gibbons from Mike today when he was asked about Dylan Gibbons' health, he says, we'll see. You know, we're going to see how he responds, and, and it sounds day-to-day. -day. Just the tone of the answer I did not like. And, I didn't like it And either. Dylan Gibbons is the guy that we use, get and you, he moves Get your tone everywhere. together, Mike. <laughs> get your health together, Dylan. That's the key here, man. That's... That's a big loss if it is, in fact, something that we don't have this weekend because I don't know that we have anybody else who's athletic enough to pull quite like 75 does. Yeah, since he's gotten into shape, he has played very well, and that's important, and it's great that he'll be back here next year. Sure would like him for this week. It's the one downside of what we saw on Saturday. Uh, infinitely frustrating. Hey, so if you're looking to challenge yourself, Orange Theory Fitness will provide it for you. I can tell you that. A uh, little, uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was... Weighted burpees this morning, uh, several weighted weighted burpees, followed by 12 and a half minutes up a hill with slow incline along the way as we continue to try to do all outs. A bit much for Hell Week. It's called Hell Week this week. Oh, is it? Yes, no. a, a bit much, but uh, worth the challenge. I say a bit much. Not if you're looking to keep it together. Not if you're looking to have more life. That's what Orange Theory Fitness provides you. Nothing feels better than a finished workout. It may be a bear. But nothing feels better once you get done with said workout. They dial it up each week. Something new, something interesting. Not the same old, same old, so you don't get bored. You don't want that. It's my friends at Orange Theory Fitness. You can find out more as to how to be a member at Orange Theory Fitness. And I should mention, the first class is always free. So just if you're curious, you'll go in. You get a chance to get a workout in. Their trainers are all very, very good at uh, talking to you beforehand, before the workout, telling you what you're going to be expected to do and how to do it and uh, ways to get through these workouts. It's not that bad. You build up. Everybody roots for you. Uh, it's a special group there, Orange Theory Fitness. Uh, you can go to orangetheoryfitness.com to learn more, or you can give them a call today, 895-9683. Florida State Clemson Week, excited about it. It's um, going to be a fun game. I don't think I could have said that three weeks ago. Do not think I could have said that three weeks ago. Braves are in the World Series. How about that? Congratulations to all you Braves fans out there. Corey Clark, our boy, I know you're really, really happy. That's a good thing as well. Now he's got to watch them. Now he's got to watch them. They're in the World Series. Uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. What a time of year, man. The NFL, hockey, World Series baseball, NBA underway, college football's wide open. Get about it. The Knowles have won three straight. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. TV. <laughs>
So we don't get the, the uh, first game there until Tuesday. Baseball World Series. Feels like we should have a game tonight. It's on this coast too, right? Oh no, they got to go to Houston. That's what it is. Just ready to see a little baseball, man. Eight oh nine first pitch tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. Braves, Strohs. It's easy to root for the Braves here, so I, I will. And uh, can't root for Houston really ever again. It's never easy to root for the Braves, but I'm happy for all of the people you mentioned, and we've got a lot of people in our little network here in Tallahassee, our friend network, who are big Braves fans. It's a likable bunch, and I'm glad that uh, you know they got the win, just for those people, just for those individuals. That's all. Thanks for making us feel old, Life Spectator. Most FSU students weren't even born the last time the Braves were in the World Series, he points out. That is ridiculous. Very ridiculous. I remember the first time... Uh, you know how when you go in to buy beer, there's the sign of if you were born on this date, you can. You oh know. yeah. I remember the first time that that was in the 2000s, and I was like, "What the hell are yeah. we doing here?" Yeah, I got carded once uh, shortly after that was the case, and the, and the guy said, "Oh yeah, you're good. Anytime I see a one on the uh, yeah, first know. digit of the year, I'm you're good." Yeah. <laughs> also, Ow. also, I also remember the first time that I got carded when I was well past 21, like your age or closer to like 40 and i think it's probably because i had a hat on or something like that i don't know but the person said oh i'm sorry sir you know I gotta I'm like, and i'm never gonna be that guy that gives anybody gruff about being carded it's no big deal to show somebody your id for beer and uh i gave it to the guy and he goes oh well God, i'm sorry <laughs> like sir it doesn't say 1938 on that license <laughs> We're getting to a place pretty soon where 1971 is going to feel like 1938, though. Well, when I tell my kids, yeah. when I tell when when they say things, when my kids ask me questions about a game or a player, it happens most often that way. It actually happened between you and I. I love that you're – so the older you get, the less of a difference our age feels. So yeah, when I yeah. first met you and you were an intern for us, uh, you know, you're in your early 20s. So yeah. it's like I was twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, your early twenties. So you're at that time compared to me, you were a kid because I'm thirty seven when I meet you. You know, and I'm like, okay. So he's a kid to me, just the way that you're thirty five. You see a twenty one year old, you think they're a kid. They feel like a kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even mid twenties. So I say, hurry up, come on, yeah, get Let's it together. Go. Let's go, punk kid. So here's the deal. Like in the beginning, <laughs> I thought I was just like, oh, he's just a child. But where it would come out is when we would talk about players. And I'd be like, oh, I saw his dad play. And you would look at me, or yeah. I saw so-and-so's entire career. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, I remember his rookie season. Talking about Michael Jordan. And you're like, mm, mm. okay. <laughs> I remember him at Carolina. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw all of his Dean time. Smith yeah, ruined him. Yeah. I, oh, I made – he was one of the only guys in the history of basketball to hold Michael Jordan under 20 points a game. Yeah, so it was just – you know, we used to talk about that all the time. I would laugh about those things. And – um now it's it's because you're getting closer and closer to forty. Now it's like it's all nebulous. Once you get past that, you're like, yeah, we're all old. We're all old. I'm just older. You know that's how it goes. Significantly, but yeah, yes, but yeah, yeah, we're all old. Yeah, we're if old. we went to a college campus, or or let's say it's a mm-hmm. we're in college town on Saturday, walking to a tailgate, right? We're trying to get to the IM lots, and we went into one of those establishments that is free to advertise with us, and we we got a, a beverage, and there was an undergrad. It's a beverage here, man. Right, serving us. They say, "Oh, those two old guys." That's what they put in for the tab. Yeah, two you old know, guys like, in the corner. Two old guys there. in the corner. Yeah, 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 yeah we'd yeah. be uh, yeah. in the same class at that point. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. So when it comes out, when Bryce asks about or Clark asks about players, 
you know, they see, so I, I brought it up last week about the NBA, but I'll give you a good one from the game on Saturday. Clark turned to me and he asked me, because I told you we were sitting on the 50, we're right down by the sideline. Kudos to Florida State players. Let me do this really quick. I have never had the chance to do this, and it's worth noting for everybody to hear because it's a good look for Florida State and these players. My youngest son, so this is a lopsided game Oh, pretty much after, you know, you got the opening fumble. Thanks, Travis Jay. Good job. Uh, you get the opening football, fumble. After that, it's all Florida State all the time, and it is going to be a route, and there's no question it, right? So late in the first quarter, people are leaving. Like, late, I'm like, why should you even come to the game? Why? But anyhow, the, the road, there's only two roads between us and the field. As the people disperse, and it wasn't heavily attended to begin with, uh, Clark realizes that he can lean against the wall and get close to the players. So it's really quite cool after a big play or after the group meeting for the defense, after you know they get off the field, players are walking around, they're getting drinks, whatever. And sometimes they would come over to the bike to stay loose, and Clark was right there next to the bike, and he was emboldened. And he'd lean forward and dap him up. And every player that went over there dapped Clark. Oh, you see a little kid, you're going to do the right thing. He got into conversations. He talked to Brownlee after the interception. He was like, way to go, man. That was awesome. Brownlee's like, yeah, gave him, dapped him up. It was so cool. But they were so interactive and kind to all the kids. Just want to give, I mean, those players could have been indifferent. They were all really nice. That would help that they were blowing out UMass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it helped that it's a little kid. But to a man. They all came over. If he yelled out to them, they all came over, slap five, all came over, said, go Knowles, you know, good looking out, you know, that kind of thing. Really cool to see. Uh, I hope that they're just as kind to the children that uh, are the Clemson, uh, yeah. Clemson offensive line. No, you well, know? I, I just hope, hope that, that they when they're up, children. Yeah, I hope when they're up by three touchdowns at Clemson and the kids are there and a lot of the parents have left for Clemson, you know, all the students have already vacated the premises, that the Clemson players are nice to the to the young kids uh, as, as we get set to yeah. celebrate. It'd be great yeah. to see. Clark asked about Charlie Ward. He played against Charlie Ward's kid in the basketball league. Yeah, I remember that story. Yeah. So he said, Dad, you know Charlie Ward. You're friends with Charlie Ward. I said, well, I mean, I know Charlie, and yes, I would consider him a friend, but we don't hang out on the weekends. I was clarifying for him. And he goes, yeah, but I've seen you talk to him lots of times. I'm like, yes, I know Charlie very well, yes. He's like, why is his name up there? I go, because they Oh. Yeah. Oh. He goes, why, why is his name up there? That hurts me. And then I said, what do you mean, why is his name up there? He goes, it's up there, it's up there. And I go, because he's retired. His number is retired. Why? Well, he won a national championship at a Heisman Trophy. And he goes, oh, oh, was that a long time ago? And I go, well, it's 1993. And he goes, so a long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there it is. There it is. A long, long time ago. I said, oh, for that matter, if you want to do this, you want to play this little game, I know him and him and him and those guys right there, they played even before Charlie. And there's that. And he's like, you saw them? I'm like, oh, absolutely I saw them. He's like staring at me yeah. like, my God. Son, if you think 93 is a long time ago, we're going to go meet Keith Jones after the game. <laughs> yeah, well. Keith Jones' grandson plays in the league that Bryce plays in for baseball, and I see him all oh, the time. Oh, there you go, yeah. And I see him and Tom Block all the time. One of these times when Bryce is walking off the field, I'm going to say, now, Bryce, we're going to go meet a legend. Now, he's getting up there. So you got to talk, you got to speak louder when you go see Mr. Jones over here. He played 
somewhere around the Burt Reynolds era. Maybe ask him about what that was like. See what he has to say. Burt Reynolds era. <laughs> you know, I if it was uh, more funny, probably it'd be funny to like you and me. But Keith, when you hear him speak, sounds just like Mac Brown. Mm-hmm. Their voice is mm-hmm. pretty much the same. To have a, a fake Mac Brown call the show and it just be Keith and we have a script, that would be amazing. But unfortunately, Mac is just not good enough for... No. No. no, Not good enough no, to no. beat Florida State yeah, ever. Ever. Not good enough to be relevant enough to this market to where that would be a thing. But they sound exactly the same when they talk. If you're watching us on YouTube TV, thank you so much. Please do us a favor. Remember to hit the thumbs up and subscribe to War Chant TV. Likes on our videos. Spread the word to other Seminole fans looking for quality content. Subscribe to War Chant TV is completely free. Hit the bell after subscribing to be notified anytime we go live. We'll offer up more of our great content, all from WarChant.com. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, WarChant TV. Gut on a Monday? You got a gut feeling one way or the other? I know it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Tom Lang, but I am curious. It's a, you know, this is a big week for Florida State. I don't even think, let me, I'll say this. I'll throw a few things out there as we start the week. I don't know that it would be great. And, and as we sit here on a Monday, we want to win the game, and Clemson looks like they're, they're stumbling a little bit here. There's no, there's no getting around that. Certainly by their standards, they look awful by their standards. Uh, and we look better than we've looked, certainly than the way we started. And so, on the one hand, we feel like we're on the uptick. We feel like they're stumbling a little bit. And so it feels gettable. may not be, but it feels gettable as we start the week. And normally, these kinds of uh, games, these bigger games, and we just we have not really been in a big game in a long time. I mean, Florida State just has not been in a game that you would classify as a big game. But when you're climbing, to use their terminology, and when you're trying to fight to get back to a level of respectability, and when you're hoping to make strides and continue to show proof of concept and continue to get buy-in and maybe move recruits to think and reconsider and all that stuff, right, there are precious few opportunities. This is one of them. Where you can, you can lose a game. And I'm not, you know, listen, I'm not big on moral victories. You can lose a game but continue to climb and show evidence of improvement. And this is a game where that's true. Uh, Florida State doesn't have to go win this game to continue the positive momentum that we currently feel. They could go lose this game. If they lost this game, I'm just here to say it, if they lost 20-17, to 17, if they go up there and they play and it's a war, and even if they lose 21-10, something like that, do you know how emboldened you're going to feel about the next two years, even after a loss? I get it. Fans don't like to hear that, and they'll be like, oh, freaking losers taking satisfaction after a loss. No, man. We were light years away from Clemson when this season started. We didn't belong on the same field as Clemson when this season started. Through four weeks, it looked like there was a good chance Florida State could lose that game by 50. So if you go up there and you lose this game 23-10, to 10, 24 to 17 or something like that. And all this, man, I'm telling you, on this Monday coming up, we might be like, ah, so close. There's a play here or a play there. But I would still feel very, very good about where everything is headed. And it's rare that those moments exist after a loss or in a season that started as poorly as this one. Yeah, I, I think there's plenty of hope to be had for this week. I feel okay. I don't feel outgunned, um, which is crazy. I mean, you just look at uh, all. I think we're outgunned. Well, then their offense would do something this weekend that they haven't done all season long. Like if you if you ask the simple question of who knows what they are more, we do. 
We know what we yeah, are. But we are the most simplistic of things to be. So, okay. Right, right. But simplistic teams have gone toe-to-toe with Clemson without, without much of a problem. Boston College without his quarterback. Uh, Syracuse with a one-dimensional offense. That you know, The forward pass is not possible for Syracuse offense. It's like not. With, with Schrader at quarterback? It was against us. Well, no, it was the forward quarterback run. That, but he that also hit crossers in that. They were doing the rollout. He came in and hit You see some them. of the throws of that kid. I mean, they lost by three. He throws the red zone interception. That's one of the worst throws I've He's ever terrible. seen in my life. He's right. terrible. I get it. And yet, there they were. I would categorize us, especially now that we got over that hump against Syracuse. If we played Syracuse again, man, we'd win that by multiple scores. We'd win that game. We're Probably, better than Syracuse. We, well, we should, have been, we should have been that game anyhow. I mean, we talked about the things that happened. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, I I feel okay about this weekend. Now, do I think we're going to win? I get nervous when I'm about to answer that question you because I think it's in the balance. I think it's in the balance. I don't I don't think it's a surefire win. I oh. think it's extremely possible. Yeah, okay. So they, it's okay to say that I you know, there's a reason we're underdogs and I think we're probably going to lose. There but you can also say that it's not unfathomable that they win. I I'm, agree with that. I smile a lot when I'm talking about this game, though, because I see in Clemson some of the things I saw in us as a program a few years ago. Yeah, when we began is, to falter, when we began to stumble. I agree. You've got a lot of talent, but you don't know what you're going to get week to week. Okay, I know what we're going to be on Saturday. We might have a couple of different formations with how we get there, but we've got an identity. Might not be good enough, but while they're trying to figure stuff out on the fly... We might be able to play football and come right right at you. We're playing physical football on both sides. We're not a finesse offense that's going to get completely bamboozled by the physicality that Clemson brings. I just like that the identity of this program at present is, even though we're not t- as talented as most teams in Power 5, yeah. we are... Oh, we'll hit you. Yes, on both sides of the ball. Oh, we'll hit on you. Both si- and that's what you need to be able to go on the road and win a game like this is an attitude of physicality and the ability to back that up. It might be that we have a lot of negative plays on Saturday, but we're going to play physical football. So I agree with that, and that's fair. And that does buoy you, and that does give you some confidence that they'll be in this game in crunch time, and that's all we're asking. Get yourself in a position to win a football game on the road against a team that has more talent than you but isn't playing very well. Yes, go go, go do that. Go give them more reasons to believe that they're in trouble. Yes, go give them those reasons. They're already hinting at it. They feel it. Uh, give them another affirmation that they're struggling, okay? Now... Yep. For those that don't know why we're talking like this, who maybe only passively engage in the college football season, let alone in the rest of the conference, okay? Clemson this year, this is what they've done. They lost 10-3 to to start the year. Uh, two nasty defenses on display. Offenses weren't ready for prime time. Two really talented defenses dominate the day. Uh... 10-3, Georgia wins that game. Ugly football through and through. The next week, they played South Carolina State. They won 49-3, and a lot of people just assumed, okay, so that was a hiccup against Georgia. They'll be fine. And why wouldn't you assume that? The recruiting rankings, the previous success, suggest that they were going to be all right. No. Problem is, they're not all right. 14-8 against Georgia Tech in a game they could have very easily lost. Then they did lose to NC State in overtime 27-21. Should have lost in regulation on a missed field goal by NC State, who has a history of missing point-blank field goals against Clemson on the regular. By the way, that just pisses me off, and I don't even care about NC yeah. State. But they will miss a field goal for no damn reason from 20 yards. Five years ago, that was the game. And that kid was crying at the tailgate. Anyhow, sorry. So, Boston College, 19-13, ridiculous, 17-14, 
this uh, against Syracuse, the game we talked about, and then they just lost 27-17. So to, to recap, they scored 17 points this game, 17 points the week before, 19 points the week before, 21, and it took overtime to get to 21 the week before, 14 the week before that, and, and, and all of three against Georgia. You're right. And that's why there is potential to be bitterly disappointed because if yeah, Clemson yeah. comes out and scores 31 against you, yeah, you're they, going to be livid. Right, they get their stuff together this weekend because it might not be that we don't have a good game plan. It might be that their athletes are finally put in a position to succeed and maybe DJ plays well or the other kid comes in, makes a few plays with his legs. I mean, he clearly comes in to be a runner. So, yeah, it, it could. they are a ticking time bomb in all the wrong ways for us, but... That thing has been ticking for months. <laughs> it doesn't oh, seem like it's any it's any close to you know, going off at any point. Oh, and at some point, you are just who you are. I mean, I, I think they are a team that is going to struggle the rest of the year on offense. Now, whatever they do against us might be uh, a damning moment for Adam Fuller and his staff. Maybe not. We'll see. There's something on the line this weekend beyond just yeah. winning and losing that game. There's a whole lot of, come on now. Man, I'm Don't just, be the reason they get right. All I'm thinking about today is it's 3.37 p.m., whatever it is, right? And and you've gone through your adjacency commercial break, and it's time to kick the ball off and let's go. I mean, when that ball is in the air and the game has begun, you're going to breathe in and breathe out in a way that you haven't as a Noel fan in a long It's good to time. be back. Good to be back in a position to care that much about the possibility of winning a football game in which you're an underdog. I got a uh, 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 just a hint of it in the North Carolina game. When we took the lead, I talked about this on the air, when we took the lead and battled back from down 10 to nothing, I felt a little what for. I felt a little get you some. I thought, oh, we're here to battle today. Okay. And I just want that feeling as we head to the second quarter. Okay. 7-7, seven, seven, huh? All right. Let's go. Let's get it on. How about 10 to nothing, Knowles? How about 38-3 to three in the third quarter, Knowles, Tom? Sure, while we're out here dreaming. Sure. It could happen. No, I'm here to tell you it can't. We can't be up ten nothing. No, we can't be up thirty eight to three. Oh no, ten nothing Knowles. We're not going to be up ten to nothing. You know that. All right. I don't know how we're going to move the ball with explosive plays, <laughs> not with consistency. No, we're going to drop yeah. a couple looks. Better hit them. Yeah, better hit them. Jeff Cambridge, ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Having really fast internet matters, but. When there are four, five, even six things connected to my Wi-Fi at the same time, it's the Wi-Fi speed that I pay attention to. Enter Xfinity. They offer Wi-Fi speeds over a gig, the fastest Wi-Fi you can get, and that's a big deal. Because maybe you're a gamer, or a streamer, or a video chatterer. Or maybe you're like me, and have a big home studio that sucks up some serious bandwidth. Whatever your case may be, you need Wi-Fi that can keep up with your lifestyle and all of the devices that come with it. You need Xfinity because Xfinity knows fast Wi-Fi makes everything better. Now through October 31st, ask how to get a special offer of $300 back when you get gig speed internet or get started with up to 50 Mbps download speed for $20 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement. Click or call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig internet and compatible gateway. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Offer requires paperless billing and auto pay. Ends 10-31-21. New performance starter, internet customers only. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra and subject to change. After the term, regular rates apply. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sky Ninja, I'll answer your question, buddy. This is Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. How could Jeff say we aren't going to run on Clemson? They give up 165 to Syracuse, 162 to Pitt, 148 to NC State, hell, over 100 to Georgia Tech. Yeah, I would argue that, by and large, uh, our offensive line is maybe second worst in the ACC. I think something close to that. So I, I do think that you can I, – I, the physical mismatch here is is a big one. Now – they are getting healthier except for losing Gibbons, which really hurts. And that's another reason I said I don't think we're going to run on Clemson all that well. I'm really worried that loss is a kick in the jewels. Uh, I think you do yeah, take a yeah. step back. Now, admittedly, you've been able to get some better play uh, from guys that I didn't suspect would, would show up and play all that well. On the offensive line. Bavion's been a really important piece of the puzzle the last couple of weeks. Bavion has, and he's the guy specifically that I would cite as a surprise. Um, but I do think it's a step back from Dylan Gibbons. Bavion's, yeah. Bavion's not him. It's Gibbons and Cam. Those are the guys we like to move around the most mm-hmm. in order to take down old Wuhan. We need a little bit more. Yeah, we are. Hour two, fourth coming. Stay with Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio. 